welcome back to Anime Savants, everyone. This is episode 54, and this week... Oh, shit. I am Vanitas. Oh, you're Vanitas? I'm uh, a roving Boncho. Oh! Oh, is this because of Boncho Lilymon? Yeah, if Boncho Lilymon was <laughs> fucking sick. I, I saw you retweet that, and I was like, I didn't know this existed either. Holy shit. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Um... All right, so let's hop into news. Um, it's the beginning of the season, you guys. So some stuff we'll have a lot to talk about, and some things just gonna hit and go. But news-wise, which I woke up to this today, and I am oh so happy about it. And uh, Matt Cross Delta is getting another movie. Oh, never which ends. means. It never ends, and bitch, that means I get new songs. I am so happy. That is all I care about. <laughs> I don't care about that fucking plot. <laughs> I'm getting new songs. They already announced like the stadium where they're doing the next live for it. Oh, I'm shit. like, yes, I'm like, yes, bitches. Like they, they would not have a live like that unless there was gonna be new music to go along with it. Like, nah, 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 nah. So I, I'm overjoyed. Bring it on. What else do I have here? Oh, did you hear about the the Kakigurui writers um manga constellation after one chapter? I didn't know if that was serious. It's it it's real. Wow. It actually happened. They like released an apology and everything. I'm but why? <laughs> I think it was just like I think the the audience had a problem with everything. It said in response, the editorial department reinspected the manga and determined that there will be problems with depicting characters with such similar likenesses as villainous, and thus may be viewed as intentionally denigrating particular works. That the department apologized to creators of such works and others involved, and stated that it will pay more attention to prevent further similar issues in the future. So That's weird. I just. It's weird because how did you even let it get this far? Like someone should have been like, "Are you sure we should have been doing this, y'all?" Because like we're literally like they did. They had the characters that were at like a round table talking. And I saw like a few of the few of the panels, and they literally had a Rimuru, they had a Kirito, they had an Aintal Ghoul, Aqua was there from fucking Konosuba, and they even had the um my next life as a villainess like woman. Was this like, to be like a comedy? Is that what it was? I don't I don't think it was supposed to be. I think that it was legit like the guy was going like those guy though all those people are like villains. Like they're the villains of the manga. Oh. But I don't think okay. it was comedic. Uh because if it all right, I, I I have some thoughts there, but it's not like if it was a comedy. I'm not saying it is, but if it was, that's not super unusual to parody Borrow other likeness. Yeah, like other other series. It's not it's not crazy to have that happen. Now, if it's just a straight ripoff, then yeah, they got a big problem. Like definitely, yeah. they got a really big problem. But. I don't know. That's that's odd that A it would get the that Kirito far. The Kirito guy literally looked exactly like. Oh, I, I'm sure it it was too cl- it was too close. But, yeah. But the idea that that got past their QA, like I don't even know. I'm sure those series are all owned by different 
publishers. Publishers. But I could yeah. definitely see like a version of that where it's much more in house. I don't know. That just seems like a lot of mistakes got made there. That's I feel like it's a lot. It's a lot of money wasted. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's that. a lot of money gone down the drain. Damn. Um, what else was there? Oh, Tokyo Revengers sold over twenty five million copies. Yeah, um, that's definitely the the TV bump. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also very good for them, but but uh, it's a TV bump. Oh yeah, Odd Taxi won't sell Blu-ray box unless it gets at least three hundred orders. Which, hmm. I, 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 is that normal? I don't know how Blu-ray sales work. Over you there. know, it's, it or probably, are they literally just like, we're not going to waste the money unless we actually have buyers. Right. Which, so it, it usually, I, I would say it's actually, it is normal, but what the reason why it feels weird or a little, um, unusual here is because normally this decision is made based on a pre-order, like they guess about the pre-order sales. Right, so they mm-hmm. say, okay, this is the interest level, and then they make the decision before they ever announce that there's going to be a product, whether or not they're going to do it. I think Odd Taxi, because, and this is a bet. I mean, I have to go look this up, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's getting a lot of buzz at the end of the season, which meant that when they're they when they probably originally made the decision about what they were going to do, because you were saying last uh, a week ago or so that they had sort of. There was a lot of like inner interactive stuff planned for the series, right? Mm-hmm. So they had definitely planned out way in advance all the sort of tie-in and maybe some of the product stuff, and then it it felt like a slower burn. So maybe what they're responding to is, you know, there may be more interest in this series than we had originally thought there was going to be, and so now it's like, all right, if we can get to a certain level, you know, basically encourage people to to pre-order then yeah you know they're going further than they probably would have gone because i would have guessed that minus this announcement maybe they just don't do it at all because it's a well it's, you know, the niche show i don't know it reached 500 like almost like right after the article okay well there you go so the so, interest is there yeah yeah but i wouldn't I just be didn't shocked know if that was a regular thing for pe- for them to like announce it so yeah okay. i think i've heard in the past for some smaller stuff, so the so not necessarily for an anime, but I know for like um, some light novels when they want to get mm. like special edition releases. Or man, I'm not forgetting. Oh man, what was the name of that one? It was a. Uh, it was. It was a. It became an anime. It was very weird. It was like all about these like different kids who were in the city of Tokyo, um, kind of having like weird eclectic. I don't want to say like side story adventures. It was a very like odd show, but it. It had a weird name. I'll, I'll remember. You know, I'll look it up later. But basically, was it a comedy? No, 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 no. It was like it was like sci-fi slice of life, and it came out I think oh, 26, okay. 2015, 2016. But what I remember about it was that the it was never planned to be an anime, and so the history of that show show was it had started out as like a um like a magazine short story contest thing. And then it became a light novel, and then the light novels weirdly did well way after their initial publishing. And so, like, every step of the way, it was kind of like that. Like, they, the publisher would put out feelers to be like, if enough people do this, then we'll do the next thing. And it got all the way up to an anime series. And now I gotta remember what the name of it was. But that's that kind of reminds me of the path that the Odd Taxi merch is taking. Because it, you know, it was a very well thought out art project. So yeah, yeah. So this sounds like they're a stretch goal that they are leaning into now that there's some 
postseason popularity. I wish them all the monies. I don't even know if I want a second season. Well, I haven't I watched, just, so I can't. I kind of, yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the end anyway. Um. Uh, oh no, I'm saving. Oh well, of course the last two. Okay, so I guess I'll go ahead and knock this shit out the way. Um. Uh, so skate is coming back. Yeah, I was gonna talk about that too. Oh, okay. Well, we'll save that for yours. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, then I just, um, oh, Disney, 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 Disney. Um, um, y'all need some weebs on staff. Uh-oh. Um, you need some Fujoshis and some Fudanchis on staff. Oh, no. Primarily. So, listen here. Um, Star Wars Visions... They, you know, they did the like special look thing, and it just so happens that Studio Trigger is one of the studios that's animating something. And uh, how do I how do I say this? Um, uh, there is a character in the Studio Trigger one that looks like a mixture of Gallo. From Promare. Right. And Leo from Promare. So, you know, a lot of Studio Trigger's characters kind of favor each other or whatever, but Promare was very popular. Um, and it's especially popular within the BL community. So, you can only imagine that as soon as niggas saw this shit, they were like, that's their son. What? Because, okay. Because, uh, because, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in BL, there's this thing called Omegaverse, where, you know, you have, like, your male and female genders, and then you have, like, alpha, beta, omega gen, um, like, you know, assignments, and, like, if an alpha fucks a beta, whatever, you guys don't need to do that. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's too, it's too much. Um, I just want to say, y'all need some people to run shit by. Y'all need to run shit by more people who are familiar. Well, with- hold, wait, but then it's also these motherfuckers <laughs> going crazy. Like it's not, it's not on the fucking studio. People are out of their, they're out of their minds. They are crazy. I'm gonna admit it because I've seen, I've I, seen the picture. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I saw this, I was like. Huh? And then I went into the comments, and people were like, "It's their son! It's their son!" And I was like, "Oh, it started! Oh shit! It is over!" So yeah, um, if you're scrolling on Twitter and you see Gallo and Leo with, you know, a kid that looks like them, don't, don't, don't engage because they're gonna yeah. argue you into the ground because oh, the Studio Trigger animated it. So now that that person exists, it's over. It's over. <sighs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just letting y'all know that is that is news from one of the. Um, this exhausts this, me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already exhausted. I mean, but the good thing is, like, you didn't you didn't even run to the, you didn't even run a buy it. Like, you didn't even run across it. So that's good that it's not to that level of like, okay, like the mainstream nigga, or not even the mainstream, just like, like just it didn't breach the BL community, which is which is great, I guess. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. But they should. They should. They shouldn't do this with like everything. I I know they shouldn't, but it's not going to stop them. Like people, niggas, like what Rule Thirty Four. Yeah, we can go to like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not good. So, I mean, I I noticed that 
yeah, I or I see this all the time, but just not in like BL stuff. It, like I told you before, somehow I am like adjacent to like Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Oh my god, the furries! And it's, oh no, but it, but it's weird because like you know you made that connection, but there is a line between the furries and then just the obsessive Sonic fans. And they're weird and different. It's really and some, thin. And it's sometimes, thin. yeah, and sometimes stuff crosses over from one to the other or back again. I can't explain any of it. I, I'm not a, I'm not like a cultural anthropologist for this <laughs> shit. So I, I don't know where it's coming from. But sometimes I'll see like a weird ass post of someone, someone who I liked once liked something else. And I'm looking at this shit like, what the, f- what? But <laughs> thankfully, this is a tiny, tiny corner of social media. So I just hope that, yes. that that's where it stays. That's all. I'm confident it will stay there. But I just had, I just like, I just had to like bring it up. I just had to because I was like, no, no, I this got is you. this is this is so this is so outlandish that I have to talk about it because they are they are crazy. Why like, are they? they are why crazy. are people like this? They are crazy. <laughs> Um, and along the same lines, you know, Skate is coming back, but they didn't say that it was a sequel. They said it's just getting another anime project. Yeah. I don't know what that means. That could be like, you know, a three episode ONA, a prequel. It could be a sequel. It could be something, you know, a movie or something web, web focused. I don't know. Yeah. I'm interested in the stage play. Because that seems weird. I was not at all. No, no, no. I when I say I'm interested, I don't mean I want to see it. I'm saying I'm interested because it seems like an awkward fit for what they want to do, unless it's I mean, just BL. <laughs> I don't. Well, that's the thing, though. I would maybe be interested in it if they like incorporated the actual like skating, skating into it. So you know they had like stunts. Well, that's and what shit I'm thinking. Like that. But it's gonna be extra awkward to do that. So just from a theater adjacent person, because I've done some like uh, stage directing myself a little bit, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out how the fuck would you do this in a way that would be like more than just a gimmick. But you know, the funny thing is that I'm not very familiar with like Japanese uh, stage play adaptations of of uh, anime of shows. Yeah, I'm yeah, not because fam- they be I know a they lot exist. of that shit. Yeah, I know they like the Bleach stuff lived the for, My like, Hero, an extra di- right. Wait, how long it's did an, the Bleach stuff live for? Like a, I didn't over know a de- it. there were they I think they're up until the pandemic happened, they were still getting like new productions for Bleach stage plays. Mm? Yeah. And you also gotta remember that simultaneous to all that, the the Bleach whatever Hundred Souls uh mobile game w- it, it oh, was and yeah. is like still incredibly popular. It's really popular and they're adding PvP to it soon, so it's about to fucking yeah, blow up. Like, it's inc- so the, it's so I'm just saying like if someone said or I run across an article that says hey they're doing a stage play of this thing my first thought is how are you going to incorporate the aspects of the show and also tell some kind of a story and to me it seems like there it, it I don't know how to say this it seems extra cringe it seems like they're gonna like have some hip hop music playing and then you get some like local s- skate people to like do a trick and then they have a scene. And then whatever, because like, what what the fuck could this actually be? <laughs> like, what what could it really be? <laughs> Are they gonna build an abandoned mindset and then like have someone? I think like, they wipe may out do, on stage. I think they may do like a um, uh, 
like a screen on the backside of the stage that like it's like kind of like VR, but it's like a shared VR for the audience. That's that's, that's the most that I could think of as far as like, you know, having them go along with the ride. Otherwise, them niggas are just going to be skating back and forth like on stage and that's off stage what I'm saying. in the left exactly. and right wings. So I, my interest in it is like is is purely like masochistic. Like I want to I want to know how bad it is. Not that I actually want to watch it and enjoy it. Alternatively, it could be like remember they did those flashbacks in the sh- in the in the show to when like the original skate crew and Adam were like in their weird relationship that they don't talk about, <laughs> like all that stuff, like under bridges or like wistfully looking at each other, looking out of the ocean. Like you could make a a, a romance play out of that. Yeah, for a very specific audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The the BL aspect, definitely. Like, right. definitely. Which I also heard that I read that part of the pop, which this has, not, this has nothing to do with Tokyo Revengers and BL. I have read nothing about that. Um, that apparently the pop is due to a huge rise in female. Oh, 100%. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. So do you know where that is coming from? Because I have yeah. no idea. Tokyo Revengers is like made for women. Oh, like think oh, well, about it. All it, the the boy, the hot boys. Yeah, and it and it presents itself in a very like. So remember, these are all like tough guy, uh, middle school gangsters. But like, if you really think about it, there's not that much like gangster things happening. It's mostly just very attractive, you know, young men in young various guys. stages of of like undress, talking about their feelings. I mean, if you watch this week's, ep- we'll talk about it. I guess this week's episode. Oh, of the bad Avengers. It, that was that was like half the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's there for a reason. That's that. Uh, it's not. It's not like fan servicey, but it is definitely appealing. I think to a more wider than audience. Would, yeah, than you would think, just based on the premise. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay, that, that could sense. be something. Could be something. Um. But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. So the. Aside from from skate and the you know interesting news and updates on how well Tokyo Avengers is doing, which you know, again I think is just par for the course with being on TV and all the exposure, there was a story that dropped uh, earlier, maybe a couple days ago, where an animator uh, who was a freelancer who had worked on several of Mappa's Netflix uh, projects, so mm-hmm. that would be um, uh, Yasuke. And then later on, I guess a couple others, I guess they, they worked on, um, prior to this, they'd worked on uh, Kakagurui, um, Attack on Titan, and some others. But they were talking about their internal knowledge of the rates that Netflix was actually offering, and presumably that MAPPA agreed to pay to fund uh, the animation for a lot of their projects. And all all evidence points to an incredibly low wage. So... One thing I didn't wasn't familiar with, I didn't realize that the animators in the studios were paid out on a per cut basis. And so the regular rate, if you convert to American dollars, um, would be something like 70, somewhere between about $80 American and at the at the average end and uh, up to $150 or $160 American at the high end to do on a per cut basis for for. Uh, uh, individual animators. Netflix seems to have negotiated down to about thirty-four dollars. 
per cut. Ugh, that's just so. Ugh. So I remember if we if we all remember back, you know, when both Crunchyroll when it when it was independent from Sony and Netflix were getting into doing original animation um, and actually being part of the the funding committees. One of the hopes was that American money and outside money could be a good thing for the relatively low wages and poor working conditions of animators and crew who work on anime. It's just an, it's an open secret that the industry is very predatory on the one hand in terms of not paying people well, but then aggressive and abusive on the, on the working condition side where folks are, you know, you're locked into sometimes 18 hour days um, you're working on multiple shows, multiple scenes simultaneous. Yeah. Um, there's, and they don't... They like often sweatshop will, conditions. So Yes, uh, sweat, exactly. Literal sweatshop conditions to the point where animators and producers uh, drop like flies, whether they have real serious health concerns, some have died, um, people just getting burnt out, quitting, leaving the Jeez. industry altogether. I mean, I remember, was it the um, uh, animator dorm project, which I think is still around, where like... It's literally just a GoFundMe for uh, fans to just pay some of the living expenses of these uh, underpaid animators in Japan so they can at least have, like, you know, not be living hand-to-mouth and, and not to worry about... This some American-ass shit, man. Right, because their studios won't pay them a living wage or working them literally to death. So I remember when when uh, Netflix got in the game, and my hope at the time was Netflix's business model is very different. They for them it's a content play. They don't they're not trying to make money on individual uh, series, which is what a lot of these you know whatever anime that airs on TV. The the business model is to make the money off of the anime. Netflix their interest is content hours of content that is tailored for the audience that pays the subscription. Whatever keeps so my hope, them on Netflix. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So my hope at the time was, well, you've got these companies with deep pockets coming in from outside. They have a. They don't have the same profit motive as these studios do. Maybe that would be a good thing, not just in terms of there being competition for for uh, production uh, in a good way to drive up, you know, wages and everything else, but also that it would be opportunities for maybe smaller projects, or that Netflix and American companies and American fans could put pressure on the production studios to actually treat some of these artists better because they're the ones making... They have more direct connection to the show. Because, like, I remember growing up, I mean, I knew who made anime, but, like, I didn't even have a way to pay them directly for stuff I was watching. That's probably, you know, I think a lot of people's experience is that you, yeah. didn't, you, you were just sort of a consumer. You didn't... You weren't part of the ecosystem because Japanese companies didn't make stuff for the west it just got exported once it was done well it just appears to me that that has not worked out and netflix is doing its good old capitalist thing and say hey what's the cheapest rate that we can pay to get all this content and uh it's bad it's really bad and the fact that mappa uh who is a studio that has had a lot of goodwill because of such great projects they've been involved with over the last, you know, ten, and I they're would say getting six years. big name projects, and big projects. You know, we said this last year on the show when we looked at the scheduling and saw that they were producing. They were they were coming out of pre production for Attack on Titan at the same time they were starting 
the the pre-production for uh sorry let me reverse that they were getting a pre-production for Jujutsu Kaisen while they were announcing the uh the the production plans for Attack on Titan and we said back then hey this is good this is overlapping yeah and and, and how are they going to do this given their resources well the answer is that they've been aggressively uh going after low cost contract work to pump up the amount of people who are actively employed in the studio simultaneously and then having them work on multiple different cuts of shows at below basement rates for you know the quality of animation that they're producing and if that sounds like it's a recipe for disaster it is because literally mappa was founded by ex madhouse employees who left when madhouse did the exact same thing and wound up collapsing as a as a top tier studio now it basically exists in mostly on the legacy of its name i think they there were a couple movies that they were involved with the last couple of years that looked good but in terms of like the size there was a point in 2012 2013 when madhouse was doing like five or six uh shows and movies simultaneously i think this is right after they did red line red line was 2007 yeah. So the years after they they finished they did they they finished Redline they had this great reputation as like this do it all studio that was like operating at the highest level. Within like six years of that, they were they were a shell of themselves, and they and it was literally exactly what Mappa is doing now. Um, so it's crazy how history repeats itself. The only thing I will say is that the guy who founded it, who was a former producer at Madhouse, left in 2016, and it was speculated at the time that. The the Mappa is literally named after this dude because the M in Mappa is for that guy's name. Uh, the speculation at the time was he di- he was seeing a lot of the same stuff that was <laughs> happening at Madhouse, and it seems like that's the case. So I'm very worried because we have like Chainsaw Man coming up, and you know if this studio may not be long for this world. I think Jordan, you said that in the past as well that they can't, you cannot keep up this rate of production without what is burning it? out they everybody. said what 40 something projects a year 20 yeah 20 you can't even do that. 20 even 20 it's like even you if they're small that. projects or just like you know movies and blah blah blah. it's dude, that's a lot of fucking work and also i'm like why would you do this after you just released all that bomb ass jujutsu kaisen shit like yeah it's also really weird because if so one thing you have to think about when stories like this come up and you start finding out how much certain projects are being budgeted, you have to remember that like in order to deliver the project, oftentimes the studio itself will take a loss in order to produce the project because you can get a rate. Say they say, you know, we're going to pay you 35 bucks a cut, but it literally costs them, you know, maybe 60 or $70, the, that money that they have to pay to f- actually deliver, it either comes out of the show, as happened seemingly with Record of Ragnarok that got people so upset, or they just take a loss. And so while their operating income may be up because they're doing more projects than ever, so it's a bigger revenue stream coming in, if they're just taking loss after loss after loss, you got to think about the company itself not even being solvent, let alone the individual workers not being paid up to the level of work that they're doing so i am very uh uh worried at the long medium term not even long term the next couple of years i don't know i mean i don't know if they're gonna gonna make it i don't know if they're gonna make it through 2022 
Yeah, I don't know either. I'm like, I would not be shocked if we're having a conversation a year from now about how Mappa's hemorrhaging, you know, production talent and staff and everything else to and people going off to form new companies and stuff. And even like we start seeing it in the fucking shows. I mean, we already are. Record of Ragnarok, right there. Yasuke even to some yeah. degree. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, oh yeah. Well Yasuke was the thing that they used as like the example for the cover. Yeah. So Yeah. So <sighs> Oh well, Not I good. guess we'll see what Chainsaw and other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not not a not a pleasant story to walk out on, but Well um uh, I guess we'll go on to the one weekly show that we know we're both still watching. Yep. Which is Tokyo Revengers. And you know what? It was a pretty decent episode. You know, I'm proud of my nigga. Nah, he's not my nigga yet. I'm proud of Takamichi. Um he actually like said, even though I don't know what the fuck I can do, I'm gonna at least try. And I, you know what? Thank you. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. But also, uh, Kisaki, I think they they've done a really good job setting this nigga up. They've done a phenomenal job. I don't know if it came off the same way in the manga, but for me as an anime only person, I'm just like, this nigga has barely been here. And I said this last week, he's barely been around, but I am like still like, I hate him. I fucking hate him. And for the reveal from Draken to basically say he fucking idolized Mikey so much that he started to hate the nigga. I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm almost positive that he's probably going to be the um the third third squad's captain next week. I feel like that's going to be the twist that's coming. Mm. And if it's There's not a lot coming, yeah, There's a lot coming. Yeah, a lot of people said if you were if you were like you know shocked or whatever about just the shit that just happened with Hina, they were like, buckle up, buckle up, yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> get get your ass ready. I mean, yeah, hey. no, I, I think I think it was a, I think it's a good episode. One of the things I appreciate, especially about this part of the story, is that we spend actually a lot of time with Takamichi as an adult here, where he's not like I think in the last episode you can kind of the way it's the way it's set up, he's chasing down a lot of people and emotions that are the, sort of the conclusion to the all of the past arc stuff. So he wants to go meet. Hina again, but he's kind of not all the way there with his feelings about her. Yeah. There's a whole scene where he like lets Naoto go in and have the moment first, you know, or at least that's his intent. His intent is to like back off. And and so that shows that he hadn't fully grown into his feelings and, and was serious about what he was going to do. Then everything happens. This episode, you start with like the recap and a little bit more detail even um, of like what went down and he's in the car, da, 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 and then she's dead. And all the scenes lead, going from the funeral, which are pretty good. Uh, I like, like, because uh, obviously the only people who really know what's going on are, are Naoto, Naoto and, him, yeah. and him. And then the mom comes through and it's like, that shitty thing you gave her when you were a kid, she held on to it for years. I'm like, oh, why you gotta, why you gotta kick the puppy like that? Yeah, I, I was like, the mama know what she doing. She know what she doing. She was like, that girl loved you. Yeah, damn. Do you have if if, like take the take the the sci-fi story out of it? If some motherfucker did that to me, like, do you know how it hit you right in the stomach? (laughs) (laughs) You know how wrong you had to be to do that. Uh, (laughs) I just want to let you know she always loved you. Like, ah, like why you telling me at her funeral? (laughs) 
God damn, like, or when the when, this is like when the when like you break up with someone and then their their uh, a family member is like, you know, you were always the best one, right? Like, oh my god, god. damn it. <laughs> okay, yeah, fuck that. But yeah, so that was that scene because there wasn't as much like there wasn't either an like a frantic energy or like a a lot of plot motion there, and you kind of got to sit with characters and the moments a bit more you see takamichi as an adult where there's this like dichotomy between when he's at home and he's just still a loser still like yeah he still was doing the same shit well and also like obviously like his life had not improved as a result of anything he had done in the past um but him like just sitting like that shot there's a scene where he's like uh lying on the futon and he's got like the you know bags of groceries and the some beer like, garbage, cans everywhere. The beer cans, and he's just like, oh, back to my shitty ass fucking life. This girl's still dead. He's texting Naoto. Nigga's not getting back to him, right? And then you see him. That that's the shot you get after seeing him at the funeral, where he looks collected. Obviously, you know it's a somber situation. He's wearing formal clothing, but he kind of looks like a little bit more of a serious adult. And I like that they go from that to him like being a loser again because it kind of puts in perspective who this guy actually is yes. he's not like the you know badass you know determined you know middle school gang leader this is him as an adult that we knew from the beginning he ain't i won't say he ain't shit but like he's not working with a whole lot here he's still a loser and, the, and he's definitely still a loser and then Naoto basically calls him up and they wind up um meeting draken at the prison where he's there for death row, where you're like, holy fuck, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, there are consequences in this world. And you get a taste of that other world that I've been sort of alluding to and the show has been alluding to, of like, you have the middle school gangsters running around doing silly shit, having a great time, when men were men. And then you've got like the reality of organized crime. Yeah. Which is not fun. And it's not like yeah heroic or anything else it's just dark and shitty and people are dying all the time and you get the sense that like whatever uh teta is up to like that shit is for real because he's getting people he's like kidnapping people blackmailing people getting them to murder other people commit suicide to just to send messages stalking people hunting people framing people like this is not a fun it's just pure evil yeah, uh, this is not like a fun romp through the past. It's like, no, this is a this is a real motherfucker right here. For <laughs> real. And you may have to actually kill this guy. I mean, that's what I see it going towards. I'm pretty sure they're going to basically be like, we have to kill him. Like, in the past. Well, Draken said it. He was like, if I could go back, what's the one thing I do? Kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my mindset right now. I'm just like, y'all going to have to kill him. One way or another, he got to go. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so I I like this as the bridge into the next level of shit that they got to deal with, and uh, the tease at the end of the episode about me and the next commander. I think that there were breadcrumbs that were dropped. Um, I what was this episode thirteen? So I guess episode nine and ten, ten mm-hmm. in particular, because I think because I think ten was the one where like the fight was about to start up with Mobius. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot there's a there's a lot more to that because so we kind of teased left, already. Yeah, and we kind of left the story with just the resolution of the plot to kill Draken that failed. But obviously the fight's not over there, 
and now you've identified that Kisaki is kind of like the the nexus of of evil that's behind a lot of it, but we're not even close to penetrating that shit. Oh my not god! Even close. Oh my so. god! Okay, oh well, shit. Yep. So it's good. I think they did a good job, and um, again the adult the focus on him as an adult and Naoto as adults dealing with things I think was a welcome break and a reminder about what the stakes are it's not just having fun sometimes that's what happens in the show and in the story like you kind of get lost and Takamichi kind of gets lost in the I won't even call it a fantasy because it's the reality but like his sort of past life you know doing it better and this is a an improvement I think to see the real world yeah it's nice to see him come back to the future and not just like wallow yeah well for the most part yeah, he's, you know, I mean, he's definitely yeah. determined now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I would say even that the wallowing happened really before, um, you know, the, the, the murder. <laughs> like, he was really more... It, now he's just sort of like, well, okay, I got to go back. Like, shit, we got we to fix it now. And they just didn't know how or what to do. So now they've got a plan. So that was cool. So yeah, good episode, I think, as well. And I know that we both watched Vanitas. Yeah, we both watched Vanitas. So what'd you think of it? So, I'm interested still. I'm a little more interested than I was when I just saw the preview. I think I wasn't as sold on it beyond it being a Bones show. Uh-huh. Because, and I can tell you that I got the my read on the characters just from the art and the preview was totally backwards. Like, I got it all okay. backwards. I, I thought that the... Um, well, I guess we can, we can talk the a little bit about The red-eyed vampire. Yeah, I thought, we, yeah, we can talk a little bit about it. So we have, on the one hand, we have, uh, Noe, who's the red-eyed vampire, and on the other hand, you have the one going by the name Vanitas. We don't know what the his successor original name. The successor so, Yeah, so, so I'll just call them by the name they give him, but I don't know if that's, you know, the act, if that's Vanitas' actual name or whatever. So when I watch the previews, just from the body language and I think the the voice acting and stuff. I thought the way the story was set up was, um, no way would be aggressive, would, would either be aggressive or would be sort of like the, uh, mysterious mentor character. And mm-hmm. then Vanitas being the younger looking, whatever would sort of be the unsure. Of That's himself. what the PV looked like. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, is th- this character is unsure of themselves. They're somehow linked to this, to the grimoire. They're killing off vampires or not. Maybe they're stopping the killings of vampires. I wasn't sure. And that the ulterior, the one with an ulterior motive would have been no way's character. Now I, I immediately knew that this was not the case when by the first scene, because no way's voice actor and his interactions were very like innocent and like uh, uh, naive. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, my read on this character was wrong just from the beginning. And then when Vanita shows up with his assistant, I'm like, oh, is this like, is it, is he like a, a stone cold killer? And then it goes <laughs> right into like some comedy. So I'm like, okay, so is the, what's the frame of this show? Is it about, when I figured it out, you know, by the end of the episode, it's sort of, it's, it's almost monster of the week kind of thing with uh, them investigating cases of vampires who have their true names corrupted and then potentially figuring out how to help them cure them. Mean, meanwhile, there are these different factions running around doing stuff. So that's what the yeah. show is. But I, but, but I can tell you that was not what I expected it to be 
from the preview. So overall, I'm still intrigued. I want a little more explanation of the dark side of this story because that tease at the end about how ultimately no way is going to kill Vanitas is interesting to me. Because now that means that there's the dark side of this character because he mentions that if only I'd known what was going on. Yeah. You know. So that's cool. So that's an inversion of everything I thought. I thought that No Way's character would be the one with the dark side sort of manipulating or using um, Vinitess's character and that's not what it is. It's the exact opposite maybe. So I'm intrigued. But I'm also not like hyped for the show because it was just a little bit too much comedy for me to really be like... Uh, overexcited by it but i'm i i want to watch it i want to continue because it it looked good it sounded good everything else is good production yeah um i i loved it i actually i loved the music i especially loved the aesthetic and how they use a lot of the lighting how they animated a lot of the lighting especially when they were like in the um was it a church or whatever building that had the like, that thing at the glass. end whatever it was yeah, yeah. that was really cool that, that shot was... from below where he's there on he's on the platform yeah the, yeah i love that scene i thought that was cool i also really i thought that the scene where homegirl was like corrupted like where she lost it i thought that was, yeah, was trippy great as fuck i that lo- was great yeah i was just like this looks so because it was such a huge departure from the regular animation so I was just like, and it it was scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, yo, this shit's creepy. This is scary. Like, if I woke up and saw that shit in front of me too, I would have been like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, no, just get, I'm dead. I'm dead. But yeah. also, I feel like they laid a lot of like, you know, see, or they planted a lot of seats because homegirl bit no way. So I'm also that's what thinking. I thought. So I'm like, is this man corrupted? Yeah, like, I'm thinking he might be corrupted. And that's also why he's feeling weird now. But then- I also liked how, because uh, uh, Vanitas was like talk, like yapping away at the mouth about like the names and like what her name was. Like when she was corrupted, she was some briar thing, but then she was like the witch of flowers or something yeah. when she was healed. So I'm along the same lines of you where it's like, I think it might be monster of the week where it'll be vampire of the week where everyone's true name determines what their powers are once they're corrupted which that's would, possible that's a cool idea that's what i think it's heading towards which i would love to basically see like oh so because like you know this is your innate power based off of your true name this is how this is how the curse is going to take advantage of you because it's literally just like malevolent power trying to like you know destroy and right. i also don't believe that the 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 tale of vanitas is the real tale like I already don't believe oh, that. Oh, certainly not. Yeah, the, the whole unreliable narrator I think is a is definitely at play here. Yeah. That's why I was that's why I was trying to figure out what the what was the dark hook of either one of the character the leads that we were introduced to. If it was going to be No Way or if it was going to be ultimately the Vinitus character like is are we being led are we be, being fed a bunch of bullshit and mm-hmm. you know the like the structure of the of the story is like, oh, we're saving these people, but then on the back end, they're all getting like, you know, something bad is happening. This is all in service of a bad plan of some kind. Like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, it's a little early to to lay that out, so I'm not putting it on the on the first episode to really make that yeah that obvious. Um, but yeah, so 
I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. I think it was my favorite premiere so far, but I mean, we haven't seen everything else. But there's another one that is like real close. But there's another show that we also both watched. We both watched Realist, right? Yes, yes. I actually, I got to say, for a show where they literally talked the entire time, (laughs) I enjoy, I really, I enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was so great. And I kept saying, I was like, that is so realistic. Yeah, like that's how you, and I'm like, damn it. That's the name it's of the, the fucking title. show. You, I'm like, you got him. Damn. I'm you like, got but him. everything, it just, it just made sense, man. It just, it was just, it was perfect. It made so much fucking sense. I was like, yes, you should do this. Yes, you warmongering princess. That is the wrong thing to do. Because if you let your fucking, if you let, the people who are supposed to be in the military starve. You ain't gonna have no military. So shut up. But also not shut up because she wasn't as like overly aggressive Sundari as I thought she was gonna be. So Yeah, that it switched up like quick enough that I'm like, alright, I'm not annoyed. Yeah, because I was like, if she comes in here and she sees him like working and by the end of the episode she doesn't respect him, that would have turned me off a little bit. But I was like, I feel like she's smart enough to recognize that like her dad is lazy just in general and doesn't want to do shit. And that like this nigga is actually like putting in the work, like already has plans. Like the moment when he said, oh, I already have the funds. She was like, "Ooh, okay, okay, cool. So I I I don't I don't need to lick a fucking soccer good with this shit. I I'm no. Cool with the this politics. is going to be a very comfortable show. And they foreshadowed pre like a future arc because I feel like the merchant girl she was like oh they're going to be opponents in the future and I'm thinking wait opponents but oh yeah once their economy is back online they're going to be competitors to her yeah so, it's going to be they they set it all up that like what the order of like of the direction the show is you got the three different dukes they represent different like if this is like uh like a winning uh, the favor of the dukes right if this is like a 4x simulation and you got like okay you can focus on your military you can focus on your your economy and maybe you like focus on your technology or whatever it is and then they have a character representing each of a set of factions Mm -hmm. that are going to challenge the main character and whatever he's management shit that he's doing in order or all together they're gonna he's gonna knock them all down he's gonna bring them all in so they'll all become you know and then they're gonna deal with the empire right and exactly so you have a very clear direction you have a a very clear problem which is this guy does not want to get sold off to the you know yes which which makes perfect sense he's got a uh the the issue is the, the kingdom is completely dysfunctional which everyone can understand and then it you know, like all I need after this is like a couple of interesting support twists. characters and with twists, but in, but things for him to play off of. You know, his his attitude, his sort of laid back uh, but hardworking approach that just and have some know, characters to play off. That's it. I also appreciated how like visibly annoyed he was. Oh my like, god! Yes, he legit. That, that that was my litmus test. That first scene where the king asked him like. You're not mad, are you? Yes. And I'm like, okay. So, like, generic uh, isekai protagonist guy would, it be, up. would would be would he would be like, you know, I have to be the hero, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take things as they go. And then, like, a realistically drawn person would be like, you bet. It depends on what you fucking say next. <laughs> and what did that nigga say? He said, it depends on what you say next when you tell me what's going on. 
And then when they described it, he was like, I sh- why should I even do anything for yes. you motherfuckers? Yes. Yes. And he's like, my life was on track. I was going to be a civil servant. I was going to yep. chill. Yep. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing. And he was going to get it. And I'm just like, damn. Like, ugh. yes. So, it, did. And- it all made sense. Everything made sense. And it flowed well. And uh, the Seiyus, you know, they were they were good at what the fuck they were doing. Like, especially his Seiyu. I was like, even when he wasn't visibly annoyed, you could see like the tinge or like the tone that he would talk to people in. I'm like, oh, that nigga already knows they don't have the right answer. Okay. Right. Like, okay. Well, and, and anecdotally, you know, only only Japan would come up with like a hero story about good management, good like bureaucratic management. But one of the things I, I know some folks who like I have a a cousin who's lived there for I want to say going on like twenty some odd years. I've got mm. I have friends who've been back and forth. Um, I've never spent any time in the country, so this is all secondhand. But one of the things that, that they said to me is that from the outside, Japan looks like this like high slick functional place of the future where you can order food out of a vending machine with your cell phone. You could do all kinds of other things, and so the Im- the impression that most people have is that it's this like efficiently well-run country. So if you have that impression and then you see a story like this, you might be you might be thinking, "Oh, well, this is a function of the fact that they've got well-working government that they would make fantasy stories about well, you know, government that works well." But in fact, all the stuff that we see that's really slick is a lot of like the like businesses and corporate stuff, yeah. right? When it comes to uh, getting anything out of the actual real bureaucracy, it is a nightmare. Someone told me a story where it's like you. Let's say you had to get married, and so in order to get married, there's like four documents that you've got to get from like this the government. You might call it a successful day if you spent all afternoon on the phone to, and got one of those documents, like got an appointment at a place, a uh, person there to show up to sign the thing that you want. Like you would call it a success if you got like what? one thing done that day, because it there, it's in fact incredibly archaic. For example, like a lot of records are paper records, oh, and I'm talking about uh, like important stuff, like you know, title, looking up titles. There might be like an office that has to call another office, has to call another office to get back to you to get an appointment for you to go for them to actually then once you get there, go and check to see if they actually have it. And then if they don't have it, then you just go home because you're, you know, you're sunk for the day. So the, so the point I'm trying to get at is this particular story actually makes a lot more sense as a uh, premise because there's a lot of anxiety in Japan about how slow and inefficient their real bureaucracy mm, is okay so the idea of a of a hero whose ability is that he's a great public an efficient thoughtful and hard-working public servant is a <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual it's an actual fantasy so i thought that 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 you know anecdotes what being what they are i thought that that scratched the same itch that shin godzilla scratched for me oh okay Cause it, because it's the same kind of story it's just like you know the the japanese government doesn't know how to deal with this like nat walking natural disaster they fuck everything up there's like a bunch of young civil servants who realize what's going on and then they once everyone else gets fucked up or killed or it's all a mess they step in and they're like now we're going to show the power of government to protect 
people uh, by doing a good job. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's just it it scratched the same itch, so I was I was just pleasantly surprised that it would it just like it kept with its premise. It didn't overstep. Even the marriage thing, I'm like, "Oh boy." I but I like it when they get right to like this is the girl. Right? Don't give me I don't need a harem. I don't need any of that shit, right? So he gets engaged in episode one, and then he's like, "Girl, you can walk away from this." Like I don't know what. <laughs> well, these oh, I also like about. that how uh, the the fa- like the king and queen they were just like, I mean, you don't have to do it if you don't like the nigga, and I'm just like, yeah, so why'd you yeah. even do it in the first place? But I also definitely know the queen is definitely running shit, or she was running shit, um, uh, because the king just seems like he was a figurehead. But I think the no, not that she was running things. I think that she kind of was like cleaning up after all of the messes before homeboy got there. Maybe, and that may be the case. I think also that there is a there's a sub theme that they introduce right in the very opening thing where he's talking to his grandparents. So like the main character, he didn't have parents growing up, yeah. and one of the things that he values is family. And so the queen's character is you know outside of like the stuff with like uh abdicating the kingdom she looked at this guy and he's like oh this is a great match for my daughter right doing the whole like parent matchmaking Mm -hmm. thing and then uh, and on it on its face that's exactly what she did but also when she talked to and i don't i should probably know the the female leads yeah but like when she's talking to her daughter she's not she wasn't like it wasn't in a manipulative way it's like oh i found a good match for my daughter which is something that a japanese parent would do that that is a very like traditional. I remember I watched a thing in uh in Ch- about like a uh, like Chinese like matchmaking and uh-huh. like how like parents they'll like go to a park and there'll be like a board and parents with like single children will like put a picture of their kid. Oh and, like, my a god! Description of them and they'll like you know they they go there every week to like see who is available to try to get something happening with their you know single kid that they're worried about. So like what the mother was doing here. It could have been super overbearing, but the way the show presented it, it was like, oh, she's just doing a wholesome mother thing. And we all know that the protagonist is worthy of, you know, that girl. That's the whole, you know, that's why these, that's why they make these things. <laughs> so niggas out, it's, it's, it's projection. It's bait. But like, he's a good guy. She's a good, eligible single woman. They're set up together by their parents. That's a very like, Japanese J drama TV type of deal, you know. Like I can't believe they set us up together. Oh wait, we really are compatible. I hope they go down like that more wholesome road because I don't need a harem. I don't want this to turn into. I was paying close attention to that opening to be like, you better fucking not. I don't want to see like you can get like one big titty like Onesan. You can get her in there. She can rr her way. To like, I think it's gonna know, be the, the fighting the, girl that they like showed. I think it. They can try like, as long as they just keep it focused on those two. I'm good. I'm golden. If this starts to turn into a harem, I will grit my teeth and continue. <laughs> but I do. I do you not want grit that. it. No, just fucking try. I do it. not want it. I do. Well, I mean, if the if the if the writing and the plot is still interesting, like I will fo- I will continue to follow. I just don't want to. I don't want to descend into that stew of bullshit too much i prefer Oof. it not do that i got a stew of bullshit to talk about later well so do well, so do i but, oh. but yeah we can move on we can move on <laughs> we can we can fucking move on to something uh, again all right i'm getting upset i like the show a lot i'm it is pro- hopefully my comfort food for the season 
Okay, so then uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my second favorite um, premiere so far, and that is Remain. Oh, shit. The water polo. Oh, they got you. Y'all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, zero shit to do about boys love, so I'm pretty sure that'll turn a lot of y'all on back onto it. Um, second of all, the first episode had nothing to do with water polo. Interesting. It was basically the I'm not gonna say basically the meaning for the show was um specified in the first episode, and the show is gonna be way more than a sports show. Like it's oh, it's a real show. It's a real show. Yeah, no, like like real sh- like the the way that they made the synopsis sound. They were like you know after like a. I thought that they said after a water polo accident, but it's just like literally like the first episode, like water polo is definitely a part of the series, but that whole first episode, I literally was just like, God damn, what? This is kind of good. Like not even kind of good, y'all. It was good. No, and they didn't even get no fucking water. They didn't get any water. It literally was the introduction of the main character um his his like well i don't want i don't i don't want to say anything in specific i want you all to like go watch it and experience it for yourself it was really fucking good like it literally focused on the main character and the people around him like way more than the fucking sport and uh, there's like shit went down basically and it's one of those like uh it's it's kind of like a readjustment kind of thing but also it's i'm trying to describe it without saying exactly what it is because once you find out exactly what the fuck is going on and like what the show is focusing on in that first episode and when the main character comes to the realization of it within that episode and it clicks for you too you're gonna be like oh this show is definitely not going to be just about these niggas in this water like Okay, because I saw the opening, like, and I'm like, this is a bunch of niggas in Speedos yeah. that barely fit. It, which also, the opening <laughs> is by Enhypen, so, you know, I love them. K-pop, you know, boy band, whatever. Love their songs. Um, The opening was great. I loved it. Actually, I was like, I need to go find this and put this on my phone immediately. But, no, the first episode, th- that opening means nothing. Like, think, how do I put it? Like, the mood of the first episode is gray. Okay. Like if that, I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, it's basically it's a lot to work, not a lot to work through, but all of the characters are working through some shit. Like it's not just the main character. So yeah, remain. I that first episode was great. Like, and the characters all they're animated in a very mature way. They all have like very realistic um um facial features. Um, kind of like slightly sharp, definitely like the older characters. Like a lot of the men have facial hair. The mom has like a middle-aged woman's body. Not that it's like highlighted or anything, but the, um, yeah, the, the character designs are extremely realistic and, uh, there's a slight bit of comedy, but like it needed the comedy to break up the, like, you know, the mood because it, it legit the show comes off especially with the promotional material as like happy happy hey hey it's a no it's a no oh 
It's a no. Can I can I ask one question? So I know that like there's an amnesia subplot, or maybe it's a main plot. I don't know, but like oh no, that's the main forgot- plot. Okay, so if he has like forgotten most of like what went down in his like I guess junior high, doesn't that also mean he forgot everything he studied in junior high? That's part of the. Does that mean he has to go back to junior high? No, he doesn't go back to junior high, but they address it in the episode. Oh, okay, all right. I was yeah. like, that's my only thing. I'm like. Th- well, no, that was that was like my people. question when he woke up because they were like, "No, you forgot everything, like not just uh, like your friends and shit." Yeah, I'd be like, "Bro, I'm not. Do I have to like repeat?" No, you lit- no, no. Literally, he had he has this moment in the in the episode. So oh, like, you, oh fuck! Yeah, so you'll you'll see that you'll see how what he does to address it too. Oh, okay, right. and that's I also kind of no, it's I'm also good. like similarly realistic to like realist hero. What hey, he does I like it. that. So I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah, the um, uh, the whole ep- the episode as a whole, especially like the family parts, that shit was like, ooh, that shit was like, it was, ooh, it was, it was some real shit. It was some real fucking shit. And they haven't even explored all of the family members like shit yet. So yeah, no, remain was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that first episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, I thought it looked more realistic than I would have thought. But when I saw the opening, I'm like, bunch of half-naked niggas with flat asses. Now, I'm not saying that it probably won't transition (laughs) into that. But as far as now... Yeah, it felt like bait. Yeah, yeah, no, that's bait. (laughs) It's almost like a Madoka Magica kind of thing. Oh, okay. Hey, you know what? If you you could zigzag out of of a weird BL situation into something deep hey yeah uh, what do you want me to say yeah i mean because a lot of people were expecting bl hints like i'm not gonna lie i i had written this entire show off on that basis yeah no there's no there are no bl hints but like i they um they foreshadowed a lot of the future arcs with the characters around him based off of the primary interactions with them with him in this episode especially with, with his it. friends like i already know what the fuck that's gonna go what road that's gonna do go down but mm-hmm. yeah man i ooh, i i really like that i really like that first episode i watched it this morning and i was just like i did not expect to like this and i'm like dialed the fuck in by the end of the episode like what the fuck so yeah well that's what's up yeah i'm i'm pleasantly surprised so i will absolutely take a look at it and i will report back uh all my thoughts but yeah you've already leveled it up in my own i felt like it needed to be because i myself was gonna be like i probably i was gonna watch the first episode but i was just gonna be like let me suffer through this first episode just to like to like you know say i watched it and to like you know make qualify myself for basically saying i'm not watching that shit because i watched first episode and it was this like now i'm like oh nope (laughs) put that on the list nigga i'm watching this what else did I watch? I watched Peach Boy Riverside. How was that? Um, did not know what the fuck was going on for a good chunk of the episode. <laughs> um, you know, there's racism like and shit going on with it. There's definitely going to be some really good soccer scenes in the future. I can tell you that because the way that they animated the two antagonists near the end of the episode, like, they, yeah, that's they, the, that was my thought seeing that shit. Oh, did you watch it? No, 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 I did not. Oh, you did it. No, 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 we should go, no, keep, run through it, yes. Oh, well, I mean, listen, the end of the episode was literally, like, like, tearing niggas in half. Like. I'd love love to hear that. Like, tearing niggas in half, crushing them, like, like, 
chopping like chopping niggas heads off like crushing their entire fucking body into concrete like at, like they legit was just like yeah nah um this is what the yeah, real well world i know is. what i'll be watching yeah <laughs> uh, listen the first half of the episode is kind of like what the because i didn't i didn't read the synopsis for it going in so i was like i don't really know what this show is about the synopsis doesn't make any me. sense either let me tell you i read the synopsis and i saw the the promo and i'm like these two things do not connect to each other yeah and then apparently <laughs> so i also read something about it today ironically after i watched it um that they're doing a different order than the manga but like this was all you know the they discussed it with the mangaka and like they really thought about it because the the way that I guess it's the way that the stuff, the chronological order of the shit in like the manga, it wouldn't translate well to anime format for some reason. I don't know why, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna come back for another, yeah. you know, two or so episodes just to see what it is going to be. But yeah, first episode it was cute. It was you know some something. Um, I mean, uh, if people are getting wasted, I'm I'm all about it. Oh yeah, man. They yeah the um <laughs> those guards never stood a fucking chance. Oh well, so, there we go. Yeah, they they fucking wrecked them niggas. Um, let me tell y'all about trash. Um, <coughs> Kanojo Mo Kanojo, absolutely get this shit out of my face. Um, <laughs> this is. <laughs> I actually made it through the episode because the show kept doing what I wanted it to do. But by the end of the episode, I still was just like, I can't believe like this is this is the show for the incels. Okay, explain this show to me. All right. What's the what is the what happens is. okay. so this nigga, he's at high school. Well, y'all know I just say niggas. He's not nigga. Y'all know this. But um, he's at high school. He's dating this girl. And they have a very, like, you know, straightforward kind of relationship. Like, you know, he's, like, really affectionate with her in front of the rest of the class. And she, like, plays like she doesn't really, like, fuck with it, but she actually does. She's just, like, you know, working through her emotions to, like, you know, just be like, all right, nigga, yeah, I'll let you love on me, whatever. They have a, good, they have a cute relationship, whatever. They move on. So this nigga is just, like, on the roof reminiscing about, like, you know, how great his life has been. Because the two are childhood friends. Right. So okay. she finally has said yes to him. I think they're like second year of high school and whatever. Um, uh, he gets he gets confessed to by another girl on the roof who's a first year and 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 me. Um, initially he's just like, oh, I mean, yeah, I have a girlfriend. Like it's whatever. So of course she tries to cry and you know blah 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 blah. She starts to run away and shit like that. He's like, okay, chill out, chill out. And then as he talks to her, she's like, oh, well, you know, I made you this bento box that's worth like five five hundred dollars. And uh, like I did this, I did that. And he was like, I mean, I do have a girlfriend though. And she was just like, oh, well, that's okay. I'll just keep trying. So then uh, he basically was just like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he starts to get it in his head. And he was like, this is so fucking stupid and wild, but I'm going to give it a try. Um, I, I want, he was like, I have a girlfriend, but I also don't want to not date you. And uh, I'm just like, nigga. This th- fucking scoundrel and these yes. fucking harlots. So, so then... He's like, I'm going to ask my girlfriend if I can date the both of you. And the girl was like, I mean, so the girl was like, I don't think that's going to work. 
but why not and so he was like <laughs> but i'm not gonna ask her he was like you have to come with me i'm not just gonna like do it out of nowhere and she's like okay so he takes her to the girlfriend and they start just like randomly hanging out because the girlfriend's like oh my god who's this girl she's so cute we be getting along oh my god she can cook all kind of shit like that so they literally hang out all evening and then what, they're like, "What in the polyam the, fucking the, oh, propaganda?" The, okay, well, listen. This is this is what I have. I have something for that because I I was bringing this up while I was doing my like reaction of it. So they're sitting in the park at night and chilling, and uh, he literally like asked his girlfriend, "He's like, bruh, like, can I date both of y'all?" And she's like, "What the fuck would ever make you think that this is possible?" There we go. Like, All right. Are you Thank kidding you. me? So, like, the saving grace, which it's not enough saving grace for me, is that no. the um uh, the initial girlfriend says everything correctly and she does everything. She beats his ass partially. Great. All right. And I'm Thank like, you. End, yes. of, end of show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, yo, yo, I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> and this is where she dumps him, and that's the end of the show. End of show. And it Great. wasn't. It wasn't. So no! he basically... The nigga is just like un like just ridiculously just like simping and he's just like, Oh my god, but I like I love you and like but I like I like started liking her today and I don't want to give up on I that. started like and I'm this just is some, like this is some fucking high school ass shit. This is so I was like, this is like an incel's wet dream right now. Like okay. all right. It, so she whooped his ass, but he's still talking she about I his love ass, both he's of still you. talking. And then the girl comes up to her and she's like, Listen, I know this is fucked up, but she was like, This is the only way that I would ever be able to date him because I know that he would never break up with you. And so that gives her like a moment of weakness. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> no, no. Yes, yes. So then she has a moment of weakness. And the <sighs> niggas are just like begging, begging, begging. And she's just like, okay. And then the moment after she says, okay. Like, she has, like, you know, in her head, she's like, what the fuck are you doing, girl? You know you don't want this. So then, you would think that'd be the end of the episode. It's yes, not. Every, at every it's, level, this is over. It's done. No, it's not. <laughs> then the nigga was like, oh, well, since I'm dating both of y'all, y'all might as well come live with me. No. And so, no. I'm like, oh, no, this is an automatic no. No, it's no. actually an automatic yes. The, um, no. the, the new girl no. is like, yes, I can move in tonight. No! And so the other, the original girlfriend is like, wait, um, well, then I'm coming too. And he's like, no! well, yeah. So he lives in a house by himself because his parents no! are both working it's internationally. It's always, they always live by themselves. Why? Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. So then the girls are, the well, of course, the regular girlfriend, the initial girlfriend She's actually like loving it because homegirl basically does all the house chores and can cook. And she's just chilling. Like, you know, she's like, I already did my fucking homework. I'm here chilling, watching TV. She's like, yo, can somebody bring me a fucking snack? And da 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 da. So they eat dinner. Dinner was fucking amazing. All that kind of shit like that. So she's taking a a bath and she's like, you know what? This actually might be not be that bad. And blah, blah. blah. And then homegirl comes into the bath with her, which of course she does. And they're like in the bath together. And she's like, so. She starts telling the girl, she was like, I just want you to feel comfortable fucking him while I'm in the house because I'm not there yet. Yes. And the wish, and then the original girlfriend is like losing it because she's like, bitch, we haven't even kissed yet. Like, what are you talking about? What? I hate Japan. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Japan. Oh, I've already fired up. (laughs) So this isn't the end. This isn't the end. So then beyond this, 
they um uh, homegirl is just like oh well you know uh, I might blah, blah, blah. and she's like don't you dare get any she get any glimpse of like of like doing something with him before me so of course they storm out the bathroom and only you know towels and yes, uh, the course. initial girlfriend is like are you, are you thinking of like doing some crazy shit with us tonight and he was like I gotta be honest with you yeah I was and I'm like <laughs> like <laughs> And so me, me, have to be honest. me being the person where I'm like, there's no way. I was like, this has to be a miscommunication. This like, is so wrong. I was like, this has to be a miscommunication. I think he's talking about something else. He can't okay. be talking about a threesome. So they're going back and forth, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ha, ha, okay, this is a joke. <laughs> and then the nigga is like, at the very end of it, he's like, well, damn, yeah, I really did. And then he literally says, I really did want to have a threesome tonight, though. And I'm Yo. like, oh my god and then the homegirl loses her shit and like starts screaming at the top of her lungs and that was <laughs> and i was just like i can't believe that this exists now one thing is on the polyamory note well while homegirl oh was like arguing with him she actually was like questioning herself for a moment and she was just like, you know, I'm actually like liking her in more so than a friend way, but like I don't really know how to like process that because like I just met oh. this girl. And so I'm like, if you're gonna explore polyamory, I feel like you need a few episodes to set it up. Like not just more like than everything a few. Being... I think you need I think you need a lot lighter touch than this. Well, also, it doesn't need to be centered around this nigga because I'm definitely like y'all really like this nigga this much yeah this is this is the one like this 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 guy like i mean i i guess in reality people do have these horrible intro relationships into this shit so i guess like but why would we want to promote i'm just i just thought that it was amazing that the girlfriend the original girlfriend did everything that a regular like you know (laughs) self-respecting woman would do and then, and then the plot just kicked in it was like you ain't you ain't you're, you're not gonna be that like nah, you, you, you ain't got no self-respect you thought <laughs> you were going to like you know get out of here with some dignity but no like welcome because you're, you're fucked so i um yeah um just just absolute like i don't even know like I don't want to... Yeah, trash. Yeah. It is. Just, now I'm thinking of, like, a higher... You know, some, some like, a higher order story where it's all the same characters in the same plot, but the but the, the first girlfriend is a, is an actual... Real, she realizes she's trapped in a horrible light novel. And, <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, every time she's, like, he's like, actually, I did want to go with, with both of you. And in her mind, she's screaming, like, no, no! <laughs> No, no, but like the the hand of the author is like I, the words come out of her mouth. Are, well, I guess it's okay. No, like she's dying inside. Oh we my can't god! Can't do anything about it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Listen, you guys, check out the. I mean, it, it's worse in action. So, like, if you if you want to watch something that's like real fucking wild, 
Watch the first episode of Kanojo Mo Kanojo. Like this it, is the craziest it, shit. Yeah, like I at first I legit was like I don't feel I was at first I had no interest in the show whatsoever because it looked like it was a comedy and it didn't look like it was like a mature like shoujo or romance kind of thing. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna leave this shit alone and you know go about my business, et cetera, et cetera. But I had already watched a lot of the stuff and I was waiting for other things to come out. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. You know, you never know. You could be surprised. It could have been another Nagatoro thing. But this is just <laughs> It could have so... taken a turn for the positive, but instead... Yeah, no. This is not a Nagatoro positive. This is a... um. Oh. This is a... It's not even a how did this get animated because I know how it got animated because I know niggas ate this up. I know they did. Like, it's like, it's a poly, it's a nigga who thinks they know what polyamory is, who wants to do polyamory, but actually does not participate in polyamory. You, uh, yeah, also, I would argue that these are high school students, and they don't even know what the fuck polyamory is, Mm-mm. and they are the last, th- it's both the last audience, the last people, and the last setting that I should try to practice ever, it. Yeah, you should try to or even, I would suggest, writing a story about. <laughs> I mean... There's so many problems now, here. Now, I will be shook if, like, because I haven't posted my video about it yet, but I would be shook if, like, source material people got into my comments on YouTube and they were like, actually, nigga, try to, it gets Try to argue with you. Well, that, well that's the thing, because they argued with me about Nagatoro. They were like, don't write this off on the first episode. It gets better, blah, blah, which it did, but, like... I would be shocked if people got in my comments this time and they were like, actually, it does explore polyamory in a serious way later on. But I'm just like, that is no way in any form or fashion hinted in this first episode. So the, nothing about this is serious. That's nothing. Really it the... is. And it's a it's a comedy. It's marketed as a comedy. So I'm just yeah. like, if it if it weren't comedic and had a serious tone to it, I would pay it. I would give it more credence because I would basically be like. Are you guys going to try to explore this or are you going to explore polyamory, but show how messy it can be in the hands of people even, who are mature even, enough to handle it? That would be interesting. Hen- even a hentai plot has more self-respect than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. it's literally the plot of a hentai. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm living alone. I have this girl who's down to do anything. I run into this other girl who wants to fuck me. And then I tell my first girl that actually I want her and the new girl to move in with me. And then on night one, I'm trying to fuck both of them. That's a hentai plot. Yeah. But an actual hentai would have more self respect than to set it up like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, Kanojo Mo, Kanojo. Um, well, speaking of speaking of hentai plots. Oh shit. Here she comes. Here she comes. Yeah. Here she comes. So I, last I, year. Oh boy. <laughs> we got an irregular at Magic High School. Season and two. I wasn't didn't know anything about this series. Come to find out, y'all motherfucking incels have crowned your king. And his name. <laughs> Is uh, Tatsuya Shiba. Okay, <laughs> that that's yo that's yo nigga, and y'all love him, and you put him on your backs, and you carried him to the top of the fucking light novel charts. For you what? Ass to the top what? of the of the Blu-ray charts. Okay, you carried him to two movies that don't need to exist. Niggas are incestuous. That's why. Okay, are y'all incestuous. y'all carried this show to fucking three seasons, and now you carried it to a motherfucking <laughs> spinoff. So I want all y'all y'all incel niggas to clap yourselves on the back. You did a good job. 
You 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 took one for the team, and and now you put this garbage in front of us <laughs> for a fourth time. <laughs> Only this time, it's not even like if if a regular at a Magic High School was the most worthless and boring exercise in attempted storytelling ever. Then 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 an honor student at Magic High School. Which is literally just a retread of all the events of the first season of the show. Are you fucking a, kidding from me? The pr- from the perspective of Miyuki and her friends, i.e. the most boring, and I would argue, like, morally challenged characters in the entire series. Are so they're, you, both, they're not even yes. telling an original story? Well, that's the, well, here's the problem. The characters themselves are so boring and have such, such little to do with the main story that they have to invent in, like, side stories that fit into the main story to give them all something to do. Is it a girl and drama show? No! No! That's the thing that blows my mind! Okay, so, <laughs> I watched this episode. I don't want to have to do a recap of Mm-mm. Irregular because Mm-mm. it's fucking horrible. But, but the high points that you need to know is that Tatsuya and Miyuki are half-siblings, theoretically. Someone told me that, in fact, they're not related at all. I know why that was retconned into the plot, but fuck you. Because you niggas are nasty! Because y'all niggas are nasty. They're brother and sister. They're also the same age. Okay? So that put that allows them to go to school together. Miyuki desperately wants to fuck her brother. Desperately, the if if that, that was wasn't so obvious, clear in the original, like if that wasn't obvious and beaten in and beats you over the head in the original show, this one gives you all right. Okay, I'm just gonna watch this episode. No. So the episode, <laughs> so the episodes. So let's imagine that like you've never seen this show and you're like, oh, it's that irregular series people are talking about. Oh, they're like, they're, this is like the spinoff, but they're, it's like more focused on the girls. I think I'm gonna get into it. Well, they give you about a minute and a half of solo action where it's just Miyuki kind of like reacting to a situation by herself. And you're like, all right, she's like walking around. She shows some, she runs into some kid and like helps him out. And you're like, oh, that's, that's cute. We're seeing a little bit more of her character. And then from like minute 30 on, it is just everything that was wrong about Irregular dialed up to 11. For example, we barely even are reminded of her name before we get a shot of her completely, well, not completely, almost completely naked, lying down, a panning shot of her feet to her fucking neck. She's she's in her underwear. She's getting, and you're like, what the oh, fuck is this? Well, they God. even they even had like the 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 what's now like the trend to put like the little uh uh. Like highlights over her boobs to like they're a little bit red to prevent the, the nipples. Well, no, 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 to like just to just to to highlight how plump these breasts are. They put the little like reddening with a shiny oh. effect on it over it. And uh, right, so then so she's lying down on a table, getting scanned now, and they don't tell you like what's going on, but you quickly realize that she's she's teleported back home from like helping this kid where she's being adjusted. Having her CAD adjusted by Tatsuya, who isn't even named. You're just he's just now in the show, and you just gotta you gotta figure out the context clues. Cause if if you don't know who these two people are, you would assume that they have to be fucking each other. Because she is butt ass <laughs> naked in his room. He's like it, it, and, and again, all these all these characters are fucking robots with no souls. So he's just like, you know, of quietly tapping on a computer. His, his this girl is like basically naked at his mercy in the room. She starts trying to talk to him. They the the animators a shit. 
They were just like, you know what? This We don't even give a fuck about this bitch. When she has her dialogue scenes, we're going to shoot her from the neck down. What? Yes. We're just going to shoot her from the neck down. Because that's all y'all niggas are here for anyway. A 15-year-old girl in her underwear. Like, that that's all that matters in this scene. Right? And you basically find out, as usual, that we've, we've gone back in time. We're, at the, we're before the events of, like, the first episode. And already, the subtext is gone. Miyuki desperately is, like, trying to get her brother's attention. She's trying to, like, pose for him in her underwear. He's just completely fucking ignoring her. Like, it's it, we're, we're right back to the garbage of the show. And we haven't even named all the characters yet. I okay? want a cancellation so this is what this is the first four minutes of the episode okay they've we've already descended into utter filth the rest of the episode is organized around a date apparently it's her birthday and so for her birthday her her wonderful brother takes her out on a date it's totally normal nothing is weird about this at all she's dressed up like a young 20s conservative semi-conservative japanese adult and she and she spends most of the episode just in losing her mind about how this is the, this is just like her dream to be out on a date with her brother. She tries to hold his hand, and then she chickens out, and then he takes her hand. Oh and they're my walking god! Are you mall, kidding me? And he, and he and and she wants to go try on a swimsuit, so she tries on a swimsuit for him. But then she like embarrasses herself in front of all the people in the shop because she comes out to like flaunt, and he's like, maybe you should put on a jacket. So now he's being like the manly man, like you know. I'm not I'm not in any way embarrassed by this but you know for your own modesty here take this jacket. So now Tatsuya is just like the the he's he's just alpha as fuck. Just like completely uh... oblivious to his sister trying to desperately fuck him. So then they go and they 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 eat food and then everyone misunderstands and thinks that they're a couple. So then the 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 shop owner like wants to exploit how how attractive both of them are together by giving them free food and people are gathering around outside like oh man aren't they so cute isn't everything so cute people in the shop st- starting to order the food that they're is ordering is this all the show is so cute. just her freaking Look, out and and she's like you know trying not to tr- de- desperately both trying to get him to treat her like his girlfriend but then like not say it and then like you know he gets a so all the shit goes down he buys her like a a, a some jewelry for her birthday then he gets a phone call and, and he reverts back into like heartless psychopathic killer tatsuya mode and oh. disappears and then remember that this show is supposed to be about her and the perspective that her character has on the events of the first day we're not even up to the beginning of the show yet so so he runs off to go like deal with some like family drama. Meanwhile, she just decides to sit on a bench and just wait for him, presumably forever, right? And uh, we find out that there's like some guy who's been enhanced. He's a, he's like your monster of the day. He wants revenge on the magicians' guild. Tatsuya finds out that he's supposed to like whack this dude, but he's the guy is gonna like attack the mall where he left his sister. And so, so it's I still about Tatsuya. Exactly right. It one hundred percent. Okay, and then we fast forward over to her. The guy just starts randomly lighting shit on fire. He's like threatening people and children. Everyone runs away. Some little girl like trips in front of it, and then she Miyuki finally gets it up. She's like, "I was waiting here on this bench for my brother, who I'm desperately trying to fuck." And this guy comes in starting <laughs> fires. Hell no! And so she freezes his ass. After he like shoots a magic gun and almost like knocks knocks off her 
her the jewelry that that Tatsuya just bought her. So she just murders him, and then Tatsuya shows up and is like, "Oh, oh. good, good job." But you shouldn't have you shouldn't have murdered that guy in front of all these cameras. Our family's not going to be happy about having to cover this shit up. So even though she did all the work in that case of like dealing with this guy, he literally rescues her from herself by by like pulling her away. Like we gotta go. He didn't do anything. Okay. And the episode ends with them like like uh uh going home and her like oh I, this is the best day of my life. Uh, everything that what? Happened, so everything that happened in this episode. First of all. So this is supposedly, like, leads up to the first day where they show up at school, you know, whatever. And so we haven't even met any of the characters, and I already know what this, what this series is about. This is, like, this, this is beyond fan service, because Miyuki is boring. She was boring in the original show, because her only character trait is that she desperately wants to fuck her brother. That is it. She, like, you know, every moment, every, like, hero moment she has is revolves around him. And his interests and his needs. Tatsuya, I hate everything about him. I, like, it's... As you should. Because he simultaneously is, like, every trope of, like, a light novel protagonist. Where, like, his one flaw is actually the most overpowered skill ever! It's, like, it's, it's so stupid. He's never really in any threat or any danger for anything. So there's never any actual drama. As far as, like, who, what he embodies, he's, like, very, uh... Uh, conser- like a very conservative character because his life mission, I guess, is to sort of protect his sister, but then at the same time, he's a badass secret agent who's also a literal walking weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. But he's, but he's discriminated against in the society where he's also like the world's greatest engineer at the same time. So like, he's a, just a, a worthless character because there's no, there's, there's nothing to do with him. He's just like, if, if this person existed in real life, like you'd have to think that they would be the arch sociopath because he's also an, a ninja assassin and just fucking murders people at the drop of a hat, like for oh. no good reason, <clears throat> for for pissing off his sister. I remember I was watching the first season and you get to like after the school inter high whatever Olympic shit they did where like the the mafia gets involved somehow and then he's so upset that the mafia was going to ruin his sister's game that he just murders like 13 people in the most gruesome way possible and then just like walks right back in school like hey guys time to go to class like this is the it's such a weird weird show it's like I'm watching like sex dolls acting out uh, <laughs> uh an, like a Liam Neeson action movie sex it's, dolls it's, it's fucking disgusting. Fuck well. this show. <laughs> they got her naked within a minute and a half. They didn't even have to. A minute and a half. Okay. Within a minute and a half, she was fully nude. I and remember, I, this is a 15-year-old girl. So anyway. I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm not. This is this is on brand for this series. 100%. So, yeah. Fuck Mahoka. I all you incel motherfuckers who are responsible for this shit, like, you know what you should do with all your power? With, like, stop stop creating real shows. Just tell them uh, to make porn. Just make porn. It's porn! But so people, just have them make it! But people like the, like, what's it? The, um, the borderline shit. They the, like that All this shit. fucking edging? That's what they want? Yeah, I yeah. Feel, I feel dirty. Having witnessed the show, I feel like I participated in some kind of like group kink, and I can't get it off of me now. Oh my god, group kink! 
Oh, wow. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're, like, by consuming it and acknowledging that it exists, we are also promoting and continuing it. It's like if you go to someone's party and you're like, oh, this is a cool party. You, like, turn a corner and realize that it's an orgy. And nobody, nobody asked you if you like. You're like, oh, if you wanted to come. Oh, right. Now you're just there. You're like, well, I'm not gonna participate. I want to get out of here, but there's like writhing bodies blocking the doorway. <laughs> I don't want. Uh, how do you like step over two people? <laughs> like, it's, that's what it feels like. It's fucking gross. She wants to fuck her brother. That's the whole series. She's going to fuck the brother. I'm pretty positive. Oh, and they definitely played it up all the way through with, like, you know, he would, like, reach down to get something for her, and she would be like, <gasps> and she'd, like, go to kiss him, and then she would, like, stop herself, or, like, something would interrupt them. And I'm like, just oh, fucking do it. Oh, my. <sighs> okay. And it was not this bad in the original. That's the crazy part. That's why this version is existing, because they, <laughs> this is this is for the niggas who are buying it. They want... That like yes. they want the little sister to basically be like, I want the dick so bad you don't even understand. Yes, she's like she's you like don't just even trembling. Understand. She, her, she's shaking. She can't <laughs> she, right like her. She just can't hold it back. But then all all the time she just keeps getting interrupted. Like damn, I almost had it. Oh, I almost got it. And then she was, there's was even a, a line where she was like, I can't believe I thought such indecent things. Oh my god, oh, this, this is god. the this is hentai dialogue. Yeah. Well, best um no, not even best of luck to everyone who's watching it because I already that y'all I already know y'all's taste. You filthy degenerates! You nothing. <laughs> I wish you nothing but but pain. <laughs> nothing but pain. And we haven't even gotten to like the the whole thing. I thought was like the 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 hook of the show was that there were all these other supporting characters that go off and like do stuff. And I figured like, oh, okay, we're gonna be introduced to like all the girls. So if this is gonna be a fan service show, my assumption was the fan service was gonna be what are all the other girls who are fill this this uh the cast, you know, what are their little stories, what are they doing? And it appears that it still revolves around Tatsuya and his bullshit, and th- I don't know. Everything is just amped up to eleven. So more of the same but worse. Yes. Well, from my point of view, worse. From point of view of these filthy degenerates, it's the greatest thing that uh, they've ever seen. I'm sure we'll get eight spinoff movies. <sighs> I'm certain. Anyway. Well, I'm not touching that. I mean, the only thing I'll do with that show is watch the opening to see if it's like a bop or not. And then that's it. I couldn't even tell you because I was so filled with rage that I just... I mean, right. and I don't... In I, fact, I don't even know if it had an opening attached to it. Because I feel like it gave me, like, the cold open to the first scene. And then it gave, like, a title panel. And then it went right to the show. So I didn't watch the end. Maybe they played the opening at the end. But oh, they might not have okay, even had okay. one. They might have just said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? They don't. They don't, they don't, oh wow, I don't know why you did that, but you did it, oh. Yep. Okay. I, I, I think, I think I've gotten the venom out of my, my system. I mean, I saw it coming on Twitter anyways, I was like, oh shit, he's actually watching it, okay. <laughs> the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <sighs> 
Well, well that, that's really all I had. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got for this week, too. I don't have any... Um, do I have recommendations? I mean, nah, not really. I mean, if you haven't gotten Scarlet Nexus, you know... Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying that. That's fun. Yeah, it's just some good fucking just like action smashing shit, like psychic samurai and whatever girl. Um, and uh, yeah, so make sure you follow us on social media, anime underscore savants on Twitter, and then just regular anime savants on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube. And yep. yeah. you can hit me up uh, at Neural Handshake on Twitter. I know I'm going to get it when this shit drops because the last time those Mahoka stands found me. Oh, they found out of you. The blue. Uh-huh. Yeah, they found me out the blue. So, you know, you know, I'm, I'm putting my gauntlets down. I don't even want someone to try to defend this shit to me. Don't try. because <laughs> I will block you. Oh, but I want, no. What I want is an explanation, not a defense, an no. explanation. You know, you're not getting that. You know, they don't have it it. out there. They don't have it. All they're going to say is fuck you. Like it's your opinion. And what, what, what is my, what part (laughs) of she wants to fuck her brother is my opinion. (laughs) If, if they had the, if this show had the gut, she would have been, you know, like just, just leaking all over the place. This entire (laughs) show. If they had the balls to do it. That's exact. She he would have breathed on her, and she would have just collapsed somewhere in the fucking mall. I just want them to figure. It. No, I don't want them to figure it out. I just, I thought after the first season we just weren't gonna see it ever again, and now it's back no, with it's a vengeance. The whole thing. It's it's all it is. It is they. That's that's all the show that's going for it. It's just she wants. Anyway, yeah, come at me at Neural Handshake on Twitter. <laughs> I'll at your boy. Get blocked. You know what it is. Oh, well. That's it. Peace out. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. Bye. Yeah. (laughs)